So you guys have both been in a TV talent competition. How does that differ, like the voice to Britain's Got Talent? So now I think Davina's more experienced, so you go first. Yeah, because I've entered all of them and lost them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's all right. I was beaten by a dog. Same, same. <laughs> this is the content people came for. And I'm Ricky, and welcome to Fierce Slay Talk, a decamp podcast where we'll be catching up with some familiar faces from the drag world and beyond, whilst delving deeper into the obstacles life has thrown at them in the journey of becoming fabulous. So shall we begin? Danny Beard is a self-proclaimed hairy tattoo clown who you may recognise from being a Britain's Got Talent semi-finalist. Alongside him today is his podcast co-host and his partner in crime, it's DJ Billy Andrew. And together they are the Gossip Gays. Welcome guys, welcome. Thank you, how are you guys doing? Good, how's your lockdown been? (gasps) Girl, I'm going between loving it and thinking I never want to go back to normal and feeling like absolute worthless trash how about you (laughs) i mean yeah pretty much the same it's that it's the weird thing about like tying so much of your self-worth to what you you know your work to what you do and then oh there is no work yeah yeah oh what am i anymore (laughs) i don't know (laughs) that is that is it to a t How's your lockdown been? Yeah, my lockdown has been fine. We've moved house in between. So that's been like an adventure in itself, moving during lockdown. I pissed off the neighbours within the first three days of moving. (laughs) Um, They're now knocking on the door. How long is this going to go on for? Um, I mean, it was like I was doing a show at five o'clock in the evening and your family come on. But they've got a baby, so I'm soundproofing like my room so currently i'm in the bedroom and not really where we want to be but it's what it is billy how have you been coping oh i hate to be that guy but i've been exercising eating healthy i've been doing that what i know i know i'm the opposite all my friends have been like i've put on weight i've done this i've actually like lost a little bit of weight and i've been getting fit and i've really enjoyed it I mean, you are looking very, very good at the moment. Thank you. Both of you are looking great. You celebrated a birthday, Danny, as well um, as Davina over the lockdown, haven't you? How was that? Do you know what? My boyfriend, fiancé, I never get used to calling him fiancé. He's been my fiancé longer than he's been my boyfriend. (laughs) My fiancé made it so special. So it's been, it was different. It was different. It was lovely. Good. Oh, that's nice. You know what I have noticed over your lockdown, over all this, because you've been quite busy on social media. I love your bathroom. I'm in love with your bathroom. <gasps> I've got to say, that's all I ever say. It's always got a lovely bathroom, though. If, yeah, I would have definitely <laughs> been busy creatively if I had a bathroom like that. What I want to know is, are those plants always in there or did you drag them in from the living room just to set the scene? No, no, they're in there. They're in there. I'll show you before we go. I will sh- take you through. It's just, it's opposite where I am now. I have plants all over my house. I just like looking after things I'm, i mean i'm sat next to my tortoise as well i just like looking after Aww. things so what's your tortoise called norman he's done two pantos with me oh here he is he's eating <laughs> Has he? oh i want a tortoise i got him when he was like the size of like a 50p you said you're gonna pass him down to your grandkids and they can have him did you know <laughs> yeah 
Well, you're gonna have to give in to someone because they li- they live forever, don't they? But... Don't don't curse me because we used to have a parrot, and it dropped it dropped dead, and it's still in the freezer. So I've not got room for a, I've not got room for a parrot and a tortoise in the freezer. Is that in case you can't get hold of a turkey at Christmas and it's just there? <laughs> to be honest, I want to get it stuffed, but I'm still arguing with my boyfriend two years later, three years later, whether I can get it stuffed or not. Oh, perfect. Um, Billy, have you got any pets? Pets? I've got a little cat that I've had since I was younger. So I'm staying at my mum's at the minute. And she treats the cat like it is a um, third daughter. She is, like, so precious over the cat, yeah. So I've got a cat and she's lovely. She's called Popo. Oh, bless. Like the police. Oh, the Popo. Popo. Oh, that is cute. That is cute. I'm very jealous. Yeah, all this time indoors, I need I need someone to share it with. I really need an animal desperately. Have you got one, Davina? I don't know this about you. We we don't now, but our housemate does. Yeah, Ludo. Um, who he's just so cute. He's such he's like a little fluffy walking cloud, like, and he's pure. Aww. He just wants to come and cuddle all the time, and like fuss. That's what he wants. Fuss all the time. He's really really lovely. Oh, bless. Uh, do you know what? I don't think I could look after anything because I should have learned this. When I was a kid, I used to take my dog to the shop and tie it up outside and then I'd go back home and mum would go, where's the dog? And I'd be like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I would kill you. <laughs> so for maybe I just shouldn't bother. We once left our dog in Devon. <gasps> How? All the way from Brighouse to Devon. And then two weeks later, the dog arrived on the front doorstep. Oh, that's amazing. It's that Homeward Bound UK yeah. edition. No. <laughs> and yeah, he walked all the way in two weeks. Oh my God. What? Yeah. Oh my God. That's oh my amazing. God. <laughs> that is amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. That is seriously impressive. Oh, bless him, Shadow. My dog can't even be bothered going for a walk. She's, she cowers when we get the lead. <laughs> no, yeah. No way, raining. Staying yeah. indoors. Well, talking of getting outdoors, um, Billy, I'm looking at a picture of your backside, right? It sounds, yes. it sounds really dodgy, that, doesn't it? But apparently it's taken in a park and by your mother. There's What's the story behind this? What's gone right. on? No, I was at a park with my friends and um, someone asked who took the picture and I jokingly said my mother because she is my best friend. And do you know what? She probably would take one of them photos if I did ask. Okay, (laughs) perfect. Had you had a drink? Um, Yes, he had had a drink. I'm going to throw him under the bus. (laughs) Ah, Perfect. Davina, had you had had a drink when you took your backside out on Instagram? No. No, I'm just (laughs) quite happy to be very free. Okay, (laughs) Billy, you've got an excuse then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, and nobody wants to see my backside on Instagram. I'd have to do, I'd have to do where you two like six tiles just to get it on. Uh, Another couple of months out of work, and I might start an OnlyFans. This is what I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> for the chubby chasers. But they're making a fortune, according to BBC Three. Are they? Yeah, there's a doco on there. Yeah, there's some girls that have bought a house just outright with it. I'm about two weeks away from setting up one, so it's just I'm putting, I'm sort of putting the feelers out. <laughs> Is that the promo? Over a hundred likes. Do you do it? Interest here. (laughs) (laughs) Filth. Well, you're quite. If you're a bit of an exhibitionist, then apparently you ended up going on stage with Britney. (gasps) This was you're an insane Britney fan. I am. Yeah. Um. How was that experience for you? Because do you get stage fright when you're stage fright when you're DJing or anything like that? Or 
Yeah, I think that's sort of gone away now. But as a child, I was painfully shy. I was 18 stone, never spoke to anybody, just a mute. And then I got pictured on stage with Britney Spears. There was like 15,000 people and I was shaking like a shitting dog. I bet, I bet. When I first heard about this, I thought this was just like a couple of years ago or something. But again, I've seen the picture. This is quite a while ago, huh? Yes, it was 2011. Um, It was actually bonfire night. And um, I got pictured on stage and it was the best experience of my life. Like my childhood dreams all came true in one night. It was amazing. Like, I always wonder about this though. How does that happen? Like how out of all of those people do you end up being the one that gets picked? Like, did you write to her? You sent her a note, you've been texting her. (laughs) What he's failed to mention is he now has a restraining order against him. (laughs) Oh, perfect. In a frame, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) yeah signed by britney um it started with a twitter competition and um they just wanted people to tweet in if they were going to a certain show and i was going to the sheffield one and i found out two days before and then when i arrived at the um the arena i had to sign a contract um and then the bodyguard was like don't do anything to harm yourself harm britney or make me harm you when you get off the stage Ooh. And I had the Scarborough <laughs> warning. I was like, okay. And then it just made me feel like even more tense. And I was like, oh my God, this is so surreal. But it was amazing. Yeah. I'm going to get shot. I didn't know they said that to you, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> that can be a new line for Paul Davina. <laughs> <laughs> when you do your meet and greets, that can be a new line for Paul. Yeah. Don't do anything that's going to make me harm you. <laughs> and he yeah. would be the one person that you'd want to meet. Who'd be the one person I'd want to meet? Oh my God. Me and Billy, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, and and I've done that a million times now and I've got the T-shirt. You knew each other and you know Davina from your Kiki days, right? Of course, yes. Okay, have you got any gossip on Our Lady D? None that she wants to share with the public now she's famous. (laughs) 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 No, you'll be talking Um... about Margate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear, does what happened in Margate stay in Margate, does it? I got very, very drunk in Margate. (laughs) <laughs> oh really? Okay. Is it true, Billy, that you once paid a taxi driver with a fake ten pound note with Davina's face on it? Right. What this happened? Story's, <laughs> this story's been twisted to make me sound malicious, right? Oh, I thought it I sounded don't... really clever. To be quite honest with you, <laughs> I don't know why we had ten pound notes with with Davina's face on. Can you remember why it they was were after printed? the night? Yeah, there was a night, and they were they were thrown out to the audience or something. I've still got one. It was on my fridge until I moved yeah, house. Just it was on your fridge. Yeah, it yeah. was. So we were we were all very drunk after after that night, and we were carrying the party on back at my flat. And we got a taxi. It was only like ten minutes away. And then um, somebody else booked the Uber. Um, we got out, and I was like, "Oh, my phone!" And the taxi was only up the road, so my friend phoned him, and um, I said, "Oh, my phone's in your car. Can you bring it back?" And he said, "Yeah, it's going to be ten pounds." And then and then I was like, "What?" Oh but then God. I was like. Davina £10. So I was like, yeah, come back, come back. So I rolled up the £10 notes, it looked like a real one, passed him it, got my phone, and then Uh, he stuck with (laughs) Davina £10 notes. Did he try and get in touch with you again? No. (laughs) Billy, do you remember? It was, it was, it was a, it was a, apartment block in manchester and the gates closed and we there was like eight people all stood at the gates going ah like shouting (laughs) shouting at the taxi driver it was brilliant oh that is amazing that's what you get for being a bastard
What a skank. What an absolute skank to try and, and do that. Oh, yeah. it'll be £10. Yeah, and we could see him up the road. All he had to do was turn around. Fuming. I know. That's brilliant. We'd livid. Did, did you try it anywhere else? No, that was my only Davina £10 note. I don't have any more now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Davina, have you ever tried to use them? No, I don't even have any. I never got one. So I can't Aww. remember what it was from either. I can't. It was something to do with that night, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Was it? I feel like it was you did a performance or something and they were part of the performance. Yeah, but it wasn't. I didn't have them made. No, you didn't print them. It was... Oh, yeah, somebody else printed them and threw them up and everyone was like, oh, money. And then we're like, oh, it's Davina's face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this shit. <laughs> hey, I might dig mine back out. It'll be worth money now. I might take it down to the McDonald's drive through <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, do it. See if you can get an Uber through yeah. the drive through pay with the tenors. <laughs> so Danny, everybody knows you, of course, from your drag persona um, and from television. You're performing all over the country. How long have you actually been doing drag as Danny Beard? Um, 2014-ish. 2014 Yeah, 2014-ish. 2015. I think I did Drag Idol in 2015. I'd not really been doing it. I've been going out and... I, when I started doing it, I just wanted to get in places for free and get free drinks, to be honest. Oh, nice. <laughs> did it work? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so, yeah, about 2014. About 2014. 2014. Okay. Then you did Drag Idol 2015. Yeah. And actually, funny story, I had to take the day off. Okay. I was DJing at uh, Paul and Davina's bar and I had to take the night off to go and enter. Right. And I had to ask, like, Paul, can I have the night off, please? When did you decide to go for Britain's Got Talent then after that? Well, that I did did a gig at the Two Brewers and some... Davina will know what it's like. You finish a gig and you, people want to talk to you and people tell you all the, the maddest things in the world. Like I've been told before, oh, I'm going to fly you to Morocco for my 30th birthday. You've never <laughs> seen the bitch again. Oh, God, yeah, of uh, course, yeah. It happens all the time. And this woman was like, oh, I work for Psycho. I think you should do X Factor. And I was like, sure you do, bitch, yeah. Yeah, like, I've heard I all this was before. Just like, I've had a drink, yeah. you know? Yeah. And anyway, I gave her my email and she emailed me and she was serious. And I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. You're going to make a show of me. I'm not doing that. Right, yeah. Never heard nothing from it. And then a couple of months later, she was like, oh, I've switched teams. I work on Britain's Got Talent now. Would you do it? And I thought, why not? And just did it, yeah. You're very unique, aren't you, in your look? And people really, really went for it. You got all the way to the semi-final? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it sounds like it's a lot. Yeah. But actually, it's, it, it's, it's not really. Okay. It's a, it's a great achievement, but what I mean by that is it's literally like three days filming out your life. You're like, oh, you really? go and you do your audition. Yeah, you go and do your audition and then you do and they bring you down and you do another day okay. uh, where they tell you if you're through or not at the London Palladium. And then they take you down to London and you, you do the show, yeah. Oh, right. And then as soon as you're not through, they give you your bags and kicked out and the door and never speak to <laughs> okay. you again. And then do you, have to, do you have to be dead quiet about the whole thing after that? Yeah, there's lots of NDAs and things that you sign and can't sign. Before you even go on the live shows, they immediately sign you to a, um agency right, in case okay. you win. And then like a week after you're not through to the final, the, the agency just send you a standard letter to say dropped okay <laughs> um, yeah. that's it oh, it's, it's a very fun experience though Good. for anyone that's would want to do it i'd never want to put anyone off it certainly changed my life and i owe a lot a lot a lot to that show yeah um, so yeah do it so who do, who do you think you draw influence from in your look for, for danny beard 
Um, a lot from Lee Bowery. I'm a massive Lee Bowery fan. I have a Lee Bowery tattoo. Oh yeah, that's my version of Ru. Oh yeah, that's my version of Ru. Looking good. Um, yeah, and Lee Bowery. A lot of club kids from the eighties. The more time goes on, um, I love like really fishy queens with big hair and big tits. And part of me is like feels a little bit trapped in the Danny Beer persona. It's it's um it's it's a constant evolution, if you will. But I'm inspired by so many people around me. Like for a long, long time I was inspired by Lavoir and like I looked up to Lavoir as like this person of on the UK scene who's done so well. Like if I can have a just a minute of what she's had, I'd be fabulous. So I draw inspiration from all around that me. That sounds really. like you don't look up to her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not that i don't look up to her anymore but in the minute in the current climate we're 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 very privileged any drag queen with it with a bit of a following is in my eyes privileged and we're going through the world's biggest you know cultural change right now with black lives so if people aren't speaking out on that it, it i feel a little bit let down but the, Stop I, me being honest. the thing the thing yeah, yeah no absolutely and um it, it had already been noted on this end. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Danny, um, we've seen Danny's drag lots, but we have, what I don't know is, have you ever done drag yourself? I mean, for a very hot second, I really wanted to be a drag queen. So I moved to Manchester for um, unit. And like we said before, I'm obsessed with Britney Spears. So all I ever wanted to do was dance on stage and lip sync. I never wanted to sing. I never wanted to do anything like that. I just wanted to dance and like lip sync to songs. And then I moved to Manchester. In a red leather cat suit. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then I got a little part-time job um, at Kiki Manchester where obviously Davina worked and everything and I saw Davina dancing on the stage and she did some lip sync numbers and I was like I can do that and then she decided to set up like a little drag school um yeah where we all just oh decided God. to learn little dance routines and then um she decided Aww. to put me on the stage once and I looked like I'd been run over, flung into Primark, and then flung straight on the stage. Like, that's how bad it was. I looked awful. Um, but it was one of the greatest <laughs> moments of my life. And for that moment in time, I was Britney Spears on stage, and Davina made that happen oh, for me. <laughs> you were oh, great. I forgot you about doing drag school. I forgot about that. Yeah, there was, I think, about five of us that used to come every week and, like, Davina used to teach us. And we tried to learn um, the Beyonce Super Bowl once. We did? Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell, that's a big one. It was intense. Yeah, she was strict. She was a strict teacher. Yeah, it was intense. I bet, I bet she is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Wow. Yeah. Did you have a drag name yet? I did, and it's really cringe. It was um, Barbie. Just plain old Barbie? Barbie. No last name. Just Barbie. <laughs> Great. Barbie. So that you could be like Britney, you could just known by one name, so you could just be Barbie. Yep. And I just wanted to be perfect. Is that in blonde. case you ever teamed up? <laughs> thank, thank God you never went on to actually work as a drag queen. Because, no, but do you not think that sometimes when you see drag queens' names, you're like, how are you getting away with ripping off a brand? I mean, I'm not slagging my sister off, Victoria's Secret, but how the fuck she's gotten away yeah. with it for so long without having any legal letters? God only knows. For real. Yeah. For real. With the brand. That's yeah, the thing definitely. as well, the bigger you get. The, the more likely it is that somebody's going to come out of the woodwork and, and go, she's, um, Yeah, she's touring all over Europe, all over the UK constantly, and I'm like, girl, how have you not as a cease and desist? 
Look at the Irish. So you guys have both been in a TV talent competition. Um, what do you, how does that differ, like the voice to Britain's Got Talent? So now I think Davina's more experienced, so you go first. Yeah, because I've entered all of them and lost them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's all right. I was beaten by a dog. Same. Same. <laughs> This is the content people came for. Oh my god, I'm gonna be in so much trouble now, aren't I? <laughs> You've got your wig on, you can say what you want. I know. You know, I'm blocked anyway, it doesn't matter. Um so <laughs> <laughs> like my experience of them has been generally, it's been actually really positive. They've, they've all treated me, you know, pretty well. I think like the X Factor, because I done I literally have done them all. You know, at some point in my life over the past twelve thousand years, I have attempted to do almost every single show. Um, so the ones like X Factor and Britain's Got Talent, the only thing with those is the amount of time, unless you're one of the kind of fast tracked people that you spend just sat in an enormous holding room with a thousand other people boiling to death and sweating, um, is extraordinary like it is that's what i've sort of found the most difficult with those and that's probably why i would never do anything like that again you know unless it's a a sort of a much cleaner system i'm I'm not into wasting my time you know i haven't got that much time left (laughs) yeah (laughs) how is yours danny do you know my experience was it was a whirlwind and even now, I would still class it as an experience, if that makes sense, because you learn so much. Like, for five minutes, like, they build you up, they make you feel famous. You're on the Rain Kelly breakfast show, you're doing that, can you do this interview? And it, it's brilliant, and you think, oh, my God, all my dreams are going to come true, and I'm a dreamer, and I still sit here today dreaming of where I can go and what I can do. And um, I really thought, oh, God, this is going to take me somewhere. And then, And then you come off the other side of the show, and you pretty much you flung straight back into your into your normal life so it were and you get so many more opportunities i had a real period of like imposter syndrome if if you know what that is where like i was all of a sudden just getting flown to pride events or here there and everywhere and oh, what you want on your rider and holiday parks and all the, all these things that you weren't doing last week you're now doing this week and you have this real period of shit am i even good enough and then I think out of my own insecurities, I let the character that I wanted to be on stage kind of become off stage. And and in in certain situations, I look back on that time and think, oh, I wish I hadn't have acted in certain ways and done certain things after the show. Um, But then you grow and you learn and you think, actually, I am good enough and I am here because I am good enough. And it's it still opens experiences up for me. Like, you're still mentioning it now. You know, I'm still getting bookings for Prides next year where they're going to put from this show on there. So, at the end of the day, it helped me career. My drag is a career. It's it's what I do. I work the weekends and in the midweek, I look after me plants and me tortoises and me, me dogs. That's, that's, that's the life I like to have. So, for that, it's given me all of that and it's enabled me to do more of that. And ask for a little bit more money, which is why if Drag Race ever lets a hairy queen on, you can count me in because I want that money. That's the next money that I want. (laughs) So I can retire early, fill myself with filler. Would you audition for Drag Race? I mean, if I had, I would still be under an NDA, wouldn't I? 
technically, I suppose. This is true. This is true. So watch this space. <laughs> I would love to do it. Yeah. It's the biggest drag platform in the world. Um, and anyone who does drag and says they don't want to be on that show, I don't understand. Because if, if you're passionate about what you do and you're passionate about your business and that's the current biggest platform, then why would you not want to be on there? For sure. Like we were in Panto while I was sort of finding out, you know, yeah. finding out whether I was going to be on it or not. So I was sort of running away, ferreting in the corner going, oh, yes. <laughs> you know, having these conversations <laughs> with producers and trying not to like not let anybody know yeah. what was going on. And then it was literally like, I think, I think it was like a week after we'd finished Panto that I found out that I'd been right. confirmed on it. Um, and then like the scramble to get everything ready for it is insane. You yeah. honestly, yeah. I've never ever been like, ah, oh, what am I gonna, you know, you have to get so much stuff. You have to be switched on, I imagine so. You, you definitely have to be sort of ready for it. Um, but like, you know, like I was saying to you at that time, I was saying, you know, the question is not, would you, it's why wouldn't you? And at the time, I actually didn't even put myself forward for season one because I didn't know what it was going to be like. And I thought, I can't throw myself into that right now. I need to watch it and know what I'm getting myself in for because everything online and even Reddit and other things were like, it's going to be shaking up, it's going to be different. And I'm thinking, well, what are they going to do? Are they going to put a live show on at the weekend and vote people off? Right. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't... Before Drag Race came to the UK and we saw it for what it was... No one really knew what it was going to be. It, they could have taken it in another direction. And I'm glad they took it in the direction they took it in. But for me, I wasn't secure enough in what I do or in my head to put myself forward for that first season at all. So take me out off to anyone that did. Okay. Lots of people were in that position, you know, going, well, maybe it's going to be awful and actually it'll, it'll not be great for my yeah. career. And I was yeah. just like, well, fuck it. I'm kind of fucked everything up already in mind. So carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you you must you must feel loads of you know like gooding within yourself. Like, do you know what? And I remember when I saw you the, the first time, which was Margate after the show, and I thought you you seem so like I've done what I wanted to do, and now the world's my oyster. And that's that was such a nice to see in in someone, especially in a drag performer. You know, like fucking good for you kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas you had, had the sort of instant success from i've kind yeah. of had the real slow chip and trog and go to all these horrendous places and do things that like the lit and jury yeah. in some hell hole where i'm getting changed <laughs> in the disabled toilet and it's literally oh like, my god yeah. that's where you definitely cut your teeth i when i got to watch the show that uh, drag race it was so bizarre knowing all the i mean i didn't know who scaredy cat was but I think that was pretty much the only queen that I'd not heard of. And I thought, this is fascinating to watch, knowing, having a little peek behind the curtain. Because when we watch the US show, we don't know who the girls are at all. And we just know them from the show. And then I, when you actually look at the top of the show, it's the girls that have cut the teeth and have done those gigs and have got the years of experience that were, that were pushed that were the way to the top. Have you watched the celebrity one, guys? I've tried. It's just not... What do, it's what just do you not think? fallen good for me. Like, I don't know. I'm just not really enjoying it as much as I have the others. And I also feel a little bit like the Masked Singer did really well. And then the producers were like, <laughs> let's just call it secret. Because when you watch the show, <laughs> when you watch the show, 
RuPaul never says welcome to secret celebrity, does she? She just says celebrity drag race. And I think afterwards the producers have been like, that screen's <laughs> brilliant, let's call it secret. And they reveal yeah, yeah. they reveal the secret within five minutes in. Yeah. That's exactly I thought we'd what see I them thought, in drag yeah. and we have to guess what celebrity yeah. is that out. Yeah. <laughs> but still all very on brand and it was nice to see, you know, women taking on drag and not just not just cis gay men, if you will. Yeah, I thought that as well. Oh, Vanessa Williams. And I did wonder why she was at DragCon UK. Okay. I turned around in the green room. I think we were chatting to Cracker for our show. And she's just sat there. And I was like, <laughs> that, that's her from Ugly Betty, isn't it? And Billy was like, that's Wilhelmina. I was like, Danny, we need to get Wilhelmina on our podcast quick. Let that microphone out. <laughs> <gasps> did you manage it? No. Ah. <laughs> no, we didn't get her. She ran away from us. Have you guys um have you guys had any like proper fangirl moments with like famous people that you've met? Uh Billy did when we got invited down to, round to Austin Armacost's house. I think he had a semi on for about 3 hours. <laughs> it wouldn't go down. It just wouldn't go down. <laughs> but only because he was showing us his OnlyFans content while we was there. Right. Yeah, he did do that. And he was like, it's £75 for that photo. And I mean, it was a lovely photo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we we did have a little bit of one of those moments at uh, Manchester Pride last year where we, we, we went full on journalists and we just made sure that we did not let Lulu leave without an interview. Like... Truth be oh, told, perfect. we told some white lies to get that interview. <laughs> but only to people around her, not to her. And yeah. she was so willing to give us her time. Like I off my my experience so far doing this is the people around her will make the easy decision to say, no, we've not got time. But the artists themselves want to be doing what the what as much as they can. And I think we did have that moment with Lulu a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And and she was lovely as well, wasn't she? She was so nice. Just so nice. Yeah. She had sunglasses and a hat on the whole time. And I thought, has she been the Hacienda? Like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Sis. <laughs> well, to be honest, I think she'd been, I think she'd come straight from Void. <laughs> Which, if anyone's listening, that's Davina's old club, isn't it? I miss it so much. I'm pretty glad we sold when we did. <laughs> Honestly, they sold at the exact right time because five weeks later it was shut anyway. Yeah, so timed perfectly. Do you guys miss, um, like Billy, and particularly you play in front of people as well, and Danny, do you guys miss being in front of a crowd at the minute? Yeah, I just miss the the social aspect of working, going out, seeing the same faces. It's just, you sort of get to know the regular people out there and who come and see you. And it's just that interaction, even though they're not really your friends, but like you know them, do you know what I mean? And you say, hi, it's just that interaction I miss. So you just sat at home. I mean, I don't know about Davina, but I didn't, I always joked and was like, drag is my therapy, but I didn't realise how much it really was. It's, it's not just an escape for the audience. And I know if I've got a show that's, you know, there's different shows you have to do when you're in a drag queen. Some is kind of like you just go to work and you, you sing your songs and you get your money and you do your thing. But some, you know, you really plan and you know the audience are regular. So you want to make sure your content and your jokes are great. And you want to, I'm going to work on this new song for this audience. So by having that to focus on and do and and then 
the end product is you get to escape in a room with loads of people for sometimes two two and a half hours if it's a regular slot in Birmingham or the tavern or anywhere like that and you you come off and you just I've done a lot of drugs in my time when I'm growing up and there's nothing like nothing like performing so it really is an escape it's a and not doing it I literally said to Billy the other day this is the longest I've ever been since 2014 not in drag now because of the because of the pandemic so it it really is a an escape for me and a focus for me and I think if I didn't have drag I would have gone down a very different route in life what are the things that you're missing the least that's what I want to know <laughs> I'm I'm not missing people who haven't had a wash before they come to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you want to hug. I love that you want to come and talk to me. But I would love it more if you'd had a wash before you left your house, girl. Like, um, I don't miss people grabbing me very inappropriately. I get touched. I well, actually, I get. I don't want to get too on a high horse here, but I get sexually assaulted every weekend, pretty much, by girls who think it's funny to put their hands between your legs, or even just a honk honk or whatever. And I think it really winds me up because I think. If anyone did that to you in here, I'd I'd hate that. I'd hate you to feel like you've just had that. But it's just something about being in drag that I don't know what it is. You're not real. You you're a parody of a woman. Whatever they think, they think it's acceptable. All of a sudden, to to, and I have to say, most of the time, it's women. Yeah, the worst and the thing. weird thing is, you're not going to go up to Sharon in Debenhams and do that to her, are you? No, I'm no. at work. You are yeah. insulting me in my place of work. So yeah, I don't miss that. And I don't miss the traveling. Like some weekends, you will be at, you know, for example, Margate, which is the furthest you can get, I think. And then the next night I'm in bloody Glasgow and me and my boyfriend are in the car, like, you know what I mean? Like trying to, <laughs> trying to get there. And then you've got to get there and be like, ta-da, I'm fresh as a daisy on two hours sleep. Yeah. Is there something, Billy, that just grinds your gears while you're at work um when somebody keeps asking for the same song and you just tell them i don't have it like i don't physically have it and then they say can i plug my phone in and you can play it and i'm like that that's not how it works like i don't i can't just plug your phone in and stop the yeah. music like it's all on it's all on a loop yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean like i can't just do that i can't unplug my i can't unplug my laptop to plug your phone in God, does that happen a lot? Every time I'm in Lancaster, God bless it, it's a, it's one of my favourite digs to do. You get a massive variety of people, um, but you always get the people in who want to plug the phone in. It's less in a big city, you don't get that. They're just like, fair enough. But in the small towns, they want yeah. songs like Ragnar yeah. Down Bang. They want all them. They want all them songs. <laughs> I could do. And I'm like, I don't have it. I could do the one I could do. <laughs> Definitely. So what's the future going to hold for you guys? Obviously, with future, what gigs? Do you know any, um, are any rescheduled? Anything that you're looking forward to? Well, I've actually lost gigs because I had um, I had a residency over in Zurich and unfortunately because of the um, the coronavirus, they've had to shut down their venue and they can't, they can't afford to keep it going. So the future's looking bleak, thanks for asking. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> It's not. It's not. Yeah, definitely. Have you we, got any regulars in regular slots in Manchester that you're looking forward to getting back to? Yeah. So we've got uh, the two brewers. Uh, sorry, not the two brewers. It's now called the Brewers. The not, Brewers. Not yeah, the two yeah. Brewers. Yeah. Uh, which was um, originally Kiki, 
Um, I'm going back there as soon as that opens the Melancastic Day. And we've got some Gossip Days things coming as well. Yeah, nothing we can say, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't wait to get out there, see people, be in some familiar surroundings and get my heels back on because my calves are starting to look a bit saggy. And my arse used to look... I mean... I'm a big girl, but I always had nice legs thanks to the heels. Like, it's getting to the point where I'm thinking, I might have to throw a pair of stilettos <laughs> on and go down the Aldi because my legs are losing definition. Yeah, because yeah, it must actually do that. Yeah, I never really thought about it, actually. I might have yeah, to do that does. and sort my legs out. I do need to exercise, honestly. Co-op and their discounted cheesecakes have got a lot to answer for this lockdown. Honestly, <laughs> honestly. I'm not checking an advert out there, but honestly, the vanilla ones in there. I had three in the fridge at one point. <laughs> And a plate that never got washed. Uh, I know. Oh, guys, we well, can't wait to hear. When's the next episode of The Gossip Gaze out so we can catch up with that? Fridays, every Friday it drops. Sometimes we treat people and throw it out on a Thursday evening, but it's always available for your Friday morning commute or or commute to the couch. Absolutely, yes. Uh, where can we find you? Just so that we can find you on social media and all of that stuff. Where, where are the places to get you both? Okay, so if you want to see my gorgeous bum picture, you head over to at DJ Billy Andrew on um, on all social media. So it's at DJ Billy Andrew. Soon coming um... to OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, by the time but by the time this goes out, you'll probably have a full blown porn career. Would you ever do porn idol? Would I ever do porn idol? Do you have to get your willy out on that yes. one? Yes, has to be everything. I mean, but I've done it for art. Does it have to be the biggest? Because I won't be winning if that's the case. <laughs> if you want to win, Davina will tell you. We've both judged this and okay. we both judge it together. If there's a formula to win in it, and either if you, if you if you are big, beautiful, and body confident, the audience love it. Right. So right now with the lockdown, wait, I'm going to be signing up myself <laughs> for the first poll and I don't. I'll shake me tits up. My cock looks like a walnut whip right now. I've put that much weight on it. And the audience will love it. Or if you are really stereotypical drop-dead gorgeous and you've got a massive Congo cock, then you can win. It. You have to have, like, a performance. If you just go on and take your clothes off, nobody cares. But if you come out and you have, like, a little plan, like, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to pull, like, razor blades out my asshole or something what? like that. Right. Maybe not like, oh my god, yes! Amazing! Maybe you can set up another school for that, like Porn Idol School. Teach yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sure Sherry Pie in the United States is already on it. <laughs> well, you can also find our beautiful show at The Gossip Gaze across all social media, and it's got a Z on it. Gossip gaze with a Z, perfect. At the end, yeah. We like to pretend it's because we're cool, don't we, Bill? But really, the one with the S was taken and it's just like a door yeah, to count. annoying. But hey-ho. Guys, that's it. That's all we've got time for. We Thank you so much for, Cheers. you know, fitting us into your inordinately busy schedule in lockdown. Thank you so much. I've had a ball. Thanks for having us on, guys, honestly. It's been brilliant. Thank you. No worries. It's our absolute pleasure. Thank you so much Bye. for talking to us, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Well, we have come to the end of the episode. This has been Fierce Slay Talk. You can join us on our journey by following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Fierce Slay Talk. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us going on. We could talk for hours. And if you enjoyed the show, let your friends know. Go on, spread the word. Be sure to review the podcast as well. Till next time. 
I won't hold back. Come snatch it, come take it. All yours right off the rack. No wanting, no waiting. You shake me down, you touch it, you taste it. Come take me here and now. Try it and buy it, the top of the stack. Bag it and snag it, no need to attack. Instant and present, hit go and play back. Right now, right now. Take it and tame it, walk me to the door. Have it and hold it, you only want more. Live it and love it, you've got it, it's yours. Right now, right now.